Welcome to the Hospitality Maverick podcast show with me, Michael Tinkster. We are on a mission to share what Maverick leaders know and do to build businesses that deliver strong results and positive impact on people, society, and the planet. Thank you to our brand partner, BizSimply, for sponsoring this episode. BizSimply is the all-in-one workforce management software that enables your business to become more efficient and profitable. The software designed and built by hospitality experts to enhance the way shift-oriented operators manage their business, optimize their entire people journey, and making every shift run like clockwork. And we join forces to help the industry to find new ways to become even more innovative in how we lead our people, how we operate, how we grow, and how we serve our customers. Together, we wanted to share strategies and tools to make the industry thrive long-term. You have to engage with the candidate audience where they are, and you have to make it hugely accessible and engaging. You've lost an entire generation that have now gone to do other things. So it's time to start again, target people where, they, where they're consuming. Gen Z consume in different ways than anything before them. They're on Instagram, they're on TikTok. They're not reading job descriptions. You've got to be proactive. The biggest thing is employers have this and have this mentality of you post a job and people will come. It's not working because... Gen Z are not hanging around on the caterer. They're not hanging around walking window to window looking for job posts. So if you're going to attract them, then you have to go and actually attract them. This is Dan Hudson, founder and CEO of Giggle. Giggle is reshaping the way recruitment is done in hospitality. Via the video-based recruitment platform, they are delivering a more fast, efficient and friendly and fun process for everyone. And in these times, this is probably one of the biggest challenges for operators out there, finding enough of the right people. So it was great to have Dan on the show to discuss how we can solve that challenge and much more. Dan starts out sharing his and Giggle story and how he, through his work doing recruitment, found a better way for hospitality operators to attract and recruit people. We discuss many other subjects as well, as what are some of the greatest challenges facing recruitment in a modern era? Can technology help overcome them? And how companies can become better at attracting a diverse pool of job applicants? What role does artificial intelligence play in modern recruitment? And how can it be used ethically and effectively? And how can companies create a more positive candidate experience that reflect positively on their brand, even when the candidates ultimately don't get the job. Dan also shares some incredible learnings from his journeys as an entrepreneur and CEO. If you liked today's episode, it will mean the world to me if you could leave a review of the show on our website, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The better the reviews, the better the guests, and ultimately, the better the learning is for you. Now, Grab your pen and notebook and enjoy. So today we're going to be talking about, I've heard yesterday, I was actually yesterday evening, I was actually to the, the Casual Dining Awards in London, great event, lots of great people, but actually we're still talking about the same big challenge um, and that enough 
of the right people at the right time and also be looking as like an attractive employer and that actually starts with how we recruit people and what we're going to be talking about today is actually with our guest is actually how do we actually take that into the new era or the 21st century of hospitality so with that said, welcome to the show, Dan. It's an absolutely pleasure to have you here today because I know you have some really exciting insights and experiences about how to take recruitment into the 21st century. Likewise, uh, looking forward to the conversation and, and thank you so much for hosting me today. And Dan, for, for people that doesn't, you know, haven't met you yet and haven't looked into what you guys are up to and the problem you're solving. Could you just give a bit of, you know, an intro into the, the, the story of your background and why you set out to solve recruitment problems? My background uh, is HR, HR tech, recruitment and talent acquisition for, you know, circa the last 12, 15 years of my life. Um, my most, I think my most recent before I founded Giggle, I was global head of talent for a big US bank. So, you know, to, to cut a long story short, when it comes to talent and talent acquisition, I, I'd like to think I'm, I'm quite a subject matter expert on the field. Um, and I also can be quite clear and say, it's pretty crap. Um, the, the processes that are in place, the approach to recruitment, it hasn't changed in such a long time. You know, the major innovation is, um, you know, an application form. Um, so for a candidate experience, you know, you're even less of a person now. Now you have to fit into the boxes on our application form. Um, and having hired and run the hiring of tens of thousands of people, I took all of this learning to build what has become something called Giggle. Um, over the last four years, um, you know, at, at its most basic level, Giggle is a video mobile first job platform. Um, it, it is significantly more complex than that. Um, but to keep it dead simple, um, by 2025, 40% of the hospitality workforce will be Gen Z. Um, Gen Z consume in a fundamentally different way to generations before them. They are comprehensively tech native. Um, millennials grew up in an environment where something that called Facebook came along. Um, and we had the, the early Nokia, what were they called? The Nokia 2210s. And I'm sure you all remember them. <laughs> the flip phones, etc., And, you know, the objective was to map, you know, get the high school on snake. Um, the world has changed so much. You know, Gen Z have grown up with tablets, with smartphones, um, in the social media. They are comprehensive tech natives. And what Giggle fundamentally does is really look at how they consume information and then how we put information in front of them. Um, and that's really you know from a user perspective you know we've replaced the laborious generic written job description with videos of what the company is what the job is who you're going to be working with who the team is so candidates fundamentally get to see it 
and also they're engaged with it. Um, if you think your 500 word written job description is getting read by anyone in Gen Z, you're just wrong. Um, you're, you're, you know, I don't even need to tell you about the amount of research we've done into it, but I think you can tell by the engagement levels and people coming into the industry, traditional methods don't work anymore. Um, and then the flip side to it is you apply by basically answering three questions in the video. Um, and the employer sets these questions. Um, so it's mega simple. You don't need a CV to apply, which is a massive bonus point for huge numbers of our users. Uh, ultimately, you know, what does a CV tell you about someone when they've not had any work experience before and this is their first job? Um, but, you know, seeing them, how they answer, uh, their communication skills, their engagement, their motivation skills, you know, that tells you everything you need to know. Um, right now, I can tell you that over 85% of the employers on our platform bring candidates straight in for final round slash trial shift. Um, so it's really, really fast from a process perspective. So in principle, what you are doing is actually, you're not just taking recruitment, taking digital has been done, but actually it's about the whole engagement and the whole behavior and reading the behaviors in the recruitment, actually creating a product they want to apply through actually, you know, meeting them where they are, like the, the ABC of marketing really understand how your customers want to be served in that channel. I think that companies within hospitality do a phenomenal business of targeting customers, um, you know, through various social media, through promotional activities, through high street presence, whatever it may be, through brand knowledge, brand awareness. But when it then comes to finding staff, there's typically a little hidden bit on the web page, on the website that says careers slash work for us. Or what we see time and time again, if you just walk down the high street, is simply a flyer in the window, a handwritten flyer in the window saying, basically, come and work for us. Um, it's, it, it is, in, in a modern world, it, it is so archaic, it's unreal. And what's the likelihood of a, a, a potential member of, future member of staff just happening to walk past the window? Um, you know, I, I, I love recruitment. I love talent. And most of all, I love technology and I love how technology has fundamentally changed consumption patterns. You, you look at the hospitality industry and you look at, you know, kind of seven, eight years ago, most kitchens, most kitchens in people's houses would have five or six takeaway menus in. They'd have a drawer with, you know, with the tea towels, tin foil, and five or six takeaway menus. That doesn't exist anymore. Everyone has delivery, just eat, Uber Eats, etc. And, and hospitality companies and restaurants are very fast to convert to start using that kind of technology. Um, but when it comes to hiring, they're still stuck in the, oh, let's put a flyer in the window. We've got a bit of space because it's not a takeaway menu stuck in the window anymore. It's really interesting because also I totally agree. You've definitely seen, uh, uh, you know, especially, uh, what do you call it, 
a speed up of the revolution of technology serving the customer, especially the pandemic did that, but actually the whole internal bit, if you take the people journey, the operations journey, it actually supports delivering the promise, the marketing promise from a technology point of view have definitely not followed yet. You can see some of the progressive companies are now actually saying, we have we can't open any more channels we can't take any more we, we can definitely create sales but we we haven't created the capacity or made the capacity work well enough and that goes all the way back to the number of people you need to recruit and how you recruit them it's regularly in the newspaper of restaurants being closed for a couple of days a week because they don't have the staff to serve like you know they've done a great job of getting customers in but they've done a bad job of getting the resources to supply the demand um which you know i think the positive to take away is there's demand from customers um then and which is super cool that's that's the most exciting thing about the industry there is huge demand um i think post the pandemic post covid even with you know the increase in cost of living people want to live and i think fundamentally hospitality brings people together gives them experiences and you know you, you walk into it's a friday night walk into most pubs or restaurants in the west end of london and in, in high footfall areas they're all busy they which is super amazing to see and super exciting um and so the demand is there fundamentally which is great what is uh, like the the ultimate mission of Giggle? What is like what is the, the change you want to see with your business? When you're a founder of something, you always have some kind of audacious mission that you want to fulfill. Yeah, you're not going to get an Elon Musk answer from me on this one, unfortunately. Um, you know what I do as I, as I touched upon. I'm I'm I love technology, and if you look at how technology is fundamentally changed consumption patterns over the last 10 years you know whether it's food delivery which you've just spoken about whether it's dating you know once upon a time people would go into a, a, a bar or a club or go to a party and meet your future partner now everything's driven through an app whether it's transport you know you don't need to get a taxi everyone has an app to get something um betting media consumption have fundamentally changed by the use of technology however if you want a job you still have to apply with a cv it's it's an acronym for curriculum vitae which is latin um i fundamentally want to bring recruitment and not just recruitment but the, the process of finding a job up to date um my ambition is you get your first job you get your first second third job using our technology um you know especially gen z sub 21 year olds etc it's you know making their lives really simple really easy really fast and really engaging when it comes to getting jobs um you know also and i think for me this is a major thing um the accessibility of work um I had a good cv because i was from a very like well-structured family unit i had a mother and father i had a computer at home you know etc everything was set up for me to be a success 
you, you take any element of that out of the equation, the likelihood of you being a success and getting your first job diminishes. Um, the thing I love about hospitality is it's an amazing industry. You learn so many skills. Um, and I, when I class hospitality, I class hospitality and entertainment, that whole sphere together. You learn amazing skills, you have amazing life experiences, and it can set you up at the same time as earning some money. And suddenly you realize what work is all about. Um, the cool thing about Giggle is all you need is a mobile phone and a quiet corner to record an application. And there's nothing else to stand in the way of getting you into work. So for me, you know, where do I want Giggle to be? I want Giggle to be the way you get your first job. And, and that for me would be amazing because the number of people that then could get jobs that could get into the working environment and, and have a positive impact on society would be huge. What what is uh what really makes you stand out or giggle stand out compared to the rest of the market? Because there's lots of recruitment solutions out there, uh, also technology solution. But what really makes you stand out compared to the others? What is the unique selling points? What makes us stand out? I think you know ultimately we're coming at it from a slightly different angle. Um, you know. A lot of the recruitment activities out there are agency-based or high-cost-based. Um, we see ourselves like a technology similar to, you know, Deliveroo or Uber Eats. We're tech-first business. We're an enabler. Um, we're a marketplace. We're inspired by dating technology. Um, so we're the facilitator of the environment. And, and you know, we've seen some huge successes already. We're a top 100 UK startup this year. Um, we've been in the top 50 in the UK app store. Um, we've created over 80,000 downloads, had 300 plus employers on the platform, some major employers. And ultimately, we've just launched in Miami. And our very first employer on the platform was the Miami Dolphins, an American football team. Um, so what makes us stand out? Well what we're doing and how we're doing it and everything we're doing is making us stand out right now. And who is the typical operator that comes to, to you? Are they big operators? Are they any size operators and uses the platform? Great question. Um, the, the reality is anyone can use it. We have in our very first ever trial client, was a company called Boulangerie Jade, which is the southeast and southwest of London. They have like four or five coffee shops. You know, the, the, the manager of the store, who's a part shareholder in each venue, um, does the hiring in between serving on the till, etc. So we literally learned from the ground up with the managers, the users in that would be doing the hiring and firing. Um, so that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is we have Sodexo Live, the, the biggest hospitality company in the world on the platform. And basically everything in between, whether it's, you know, we're just, uh, we're about to onboard the UK's fastest growing burger chain. Um, you know, everything from five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 plus venue companies, all the way up to global sports stadiums. Um, Ultimately, they're looking for the same thing. 
and that's engaged people that want to come and work have great communication skills and they're going to add value to their business and you know that person if they're working in a coffee shop or in a sports stadium they're kind of the same person and what we do is enable them to have access to that environment and to promote their jobs in that environment um i think the other thing that maybe makes us stand out significantly is traditionally recruitment is a one-way process it, uh, hospitality companies all companies fire their job descriptions out there via the caterer linkedin sticking it in the window and they just fire and forget um the problem is that it's there's kind of a supply demand situation right now the supply is through the floor and the demand is through the roof and yet you're continuing to take the approach of we just fire and forget and wondering why no one's coming to apply candidates want certain things you know for, for, we've done so many surveys you know as i said we've had over 80,000 downloads we we know what people want we do lots of research we do focus groups case studies etc the number one biggest thing is basically being ghosted like this is a huge thing for gen z you apply and then you don't hear anything back or you hear something back in a month's time when they've already hired someone you know it's just horrendous experiences and this is a huge thing for gen z so we built it in the app that if i apply for a job at, at your restaurant you've got seven days to respond to me and in seven days we'll basically take that candidate out of your process we'll, we'll, we'll say to them look you know we've followed up with the employer they've not moved you forward you know if you want to reapply you can do alternatively these other employers are very similar to this job in similar locations and they're also actively hiring so maybe you should look at them as well like it's the biggest bugbear of candidates and that's being ghosted I and mean, we're replacing that and it is really interesting because i think always that has been really one of the most brand damaging thing in the recruitment process i can go back from where you got paper applications when i started recruiting people they, there was an application form hanging in the restaurant people came and had it in and then it didn't go into the right drawer so we had to create systems about skimming the office every monday to make sure that you know a part of the we were responsible for recruitment in the restaurant you actually have been everywhere. There was no application lying everywhere. So it's not just in every corner of the office. It was every corner of the restaurant. You walked the restaurant to find application to avoid that, getting the reputation you didn't reply. Because it was very quickly at a, you, you, at a time, you then you went on your laptop, printed out the letter and sent it off like really, really old school. And then in the end, you find out I can actually pick up the phone and talk with them. That's actually much more powerful from a hospitality angle because we are a hospitality angle. We should talk with their customers. They came into a restaurant. They've probably been customers of our business. So probably if we don't hire them, we at least offer them a conversation. You just hit the, the nail on their head that the 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 conversion of them being a customer uh, through their awareness or their friends being a customer is so high it's unreal and and if they're not a customer today they're probably a future customer because they like you enough to want to come and apply and then you run a process where you basically ghost them like it's the worst customer service ever 
and and they will remember that because we all like to be recognized for you know even as it's filling out a simple form or whatever it is we spend our time on it so we will like to be and also maybe we fill that out form out because we wanted to to have the job the, the other bit you just touched upon you know you had a weekly thing of running around to make sure the form there's no forms left anywhere that's just that's that's great that you have the attitude to do that but the, the reality is it shows the inefficiency of the existing process like uh, uh, you know you don't do you do stock take on a daily basis so that you can reorder and make sure you don't run out of anything and and, and yet you're now doing the stock take of staff on a weekly basis and you know the reality is it's kind of an afterthought you know put yourself in the the typical restaurant manager's shoes it's friday morning it's monday morning is there two hours window to look at cvs or applications and then they email them to organize a telephone interview backwards and forwards so it's a week and a half before you've had a telephone interview um giggles getting people hired in under 24 hours now um you know it's the, the manager, when they have two two minutes between serving people, can quickly see on their phone an application, review it, and respond instantly. Um, so it's it, it's just a huge efficiency play for the industry at the same time. You know, we we talked some of the through some of the challenges they're facing. You know, old applicant systems that doesn't really live up to what the the you know expected of an employer but how can company actually then become better because they want to attract you know a diverse pool of employees now they understand we're not going to get all our employees just from young people but it's also like we need to go into other groups or places we haven't gone for before like people a lot of backgrounds really to fulfill the jobs you know that thing uh kate nichols talks about there's like a 10 to 50 percent gap you know of staff that's not there that we need to fulfill capacity so so how do they actually build these you know diverse pools of people now yeah i think I, kate makes a great point um that the reality is the demographic break breakdown of hospitality and catering and entertainment from a staff perspective has fundamentally changed um something called covid came along and basically an entire industry was put on furlough or lost their jobs and during this whole process they discovered something called a weekend and elements of a balance of a normal life and as a result lots of people didn't want to come back to work and didn't want to come back to what they were doing previously and then have gone to work in other industries so you know, it, it, for me, it's a once in a generational shift of consumption pattern of staff. And you have to start building again. Um, you have to engage with the candidate audience where they are. And you have to make it hugely accessible and engaging. Um, you know, you've, you've lost an entire generation that have now gone to do other things. So it's time to start it, start again. And target people where they where they're consuming um and that's ultimately what giggle does um gen z consume in different ways than anything before them they're on instagram they're on tiktok as i said earlier they're not reading job descriptions you've got to be proactive and i think the big the biggest thing is 
employers have this and have this mentality of you post a job and people will come. It's not working because like Jen said, are not hanging around on the caterer. They're not hanging around walking window to window looking for job posts, you know, like flyers in windows. It's just not what they do. So if you're going to attract them, then you have to go and actually attract them. One of the things that we make a big thing, now if you look at a typical job description, it's like, you know, this is a great restaurant. This is our, our ethos. This is our background. This is our history. This is the type of food we produce. And then somewhere down the bottom, it comes on to what the job is. And then even further down than that, it comes on to what the benefits are for you. Um, which So you're selling to a, effectively a customer, and then you're selling the bit that they want to know about down the very bottom. With Giggle, we make all the employers do a specific video that's basically, what are the benefits to you of working here? You know, what are we going to pay you? Let's be open and transparent. What are the benefits? What discounts? What holiday, etc.? That's ultimately what they want to know first off. And yet the typical job description puts it right down the very bottom. So Giggle puts it up at the very top. You know, you can go in, you can see the profile of the employer and you can see the benefits and the rewards for you. And it's actually a high, on any profile of an employer, it's our highest viewed video. And we give feedback to employers. That basically, if candidates aren't looking at that video and watching it all the way through, it's because they're not connecting and they're not engaged by the benefits. And then we give them recommendations. Um, how you market your company to future staff or potential staff is, is absolutely critical. We'll be back in a moment after a word from our brand partner BizSimply and one of their customers, Goldex Investment Group. They operate Costa Coffee and Caspar's franchises, as well as workspaces. Now it's over to Bod Hemarshandra, their head of operations. The biggest win with BizSimply was freeing up the store manager uh, from the workload they have for the week. Scheduling and payroll plays a big part in the business. Obviously, it, it was taking over four hours a week for them before using Excel templates. They have to create the schedule beginning of the week and they'd have to finalize at the end of the week uh, for payroll purposes, which was taking around four hours, like I said. Now, I think with Be Simply, we managed to reduce it down to 30 minutes or less. All they have to do is just finalize the, the payroll at the end of the week by pressing a button. It's that simple, so it saves us around three and a half hours a week per store, and that's the biggest win we've had uh, with BeSimply. And it's very interesting you say that. I think back as well, uh, reflecting when you said that it's like you know many of the people I've worked with and then they stayed in the company or in the industry is because they needed to make. First of all, they took the job because they needed money here and now, and they didn't mind to work hard. They they knew, but again, they wanted to understand what is the highest possible hourly rate I could get to get started. And then, you know, they get a different perspective when they join the culture and and all that. And and that was also something, you know, I learned in my McDonald's days. We need to talk about what they're really there for to make some money to spend and 
if it's young people, it was often they want to save money for travel. Like, you know, 50% of the staff I had employed as a restaurant manager back in McDonald's, they wanted to earn money so they can go out and travel. That was why they were there for two or three years. I, I read an article and, and I, I will semi-quote it, but you'll probably correct me. But last year, McDonald's had 130% staff churn. Um, the, the, the reality is UK hospitality is an example. It's twice the national average for staff churn. Um, that's because it's some people are coming into the industry as a potential career path. But for many people, it's that exact thing is they want to come in and earn some money and it's a part-time thing or a stepping stone. And, and that's fine. But ultimately, that's what they're looking for. And you need to put that front and center. Um, coming back to the bit I said earlier about where you have to build a new generation, those people coming into the workforce, they might, you might, they might be seeing it as a stepping stone as a part-time or short-term thing before they go traveling you should be seeing it as a golden opportunity to engage with someone that could be a future career person within the industry um, that have come into it for one reason to basically earn money and have have a good time but stick with the good time learn the skills and that's ultimately what the industry needs what about like um you know, we talked a bit about technology. What about AI? Because everybody talks about AI now. Is that gonna, you know, I don't know if actually you have any AI in your own technology, but like, how is that gonna play on recruitment? Is that gonna have a play? Is that gonna automate some things that makes it even faster for to the back of house? It's an interesting question. I, I would start off with Giggle actually came out of Google's incubator. So, and I already touched upon, we are tech through and through. Um, you know, I, I, I think AI is a, a phenomenal tool when used in certain ways and in the, in the right ways. You know, in reality, it's efficiency of algorithms. And without boring your audience, do I see a space in the future when Giggle can utilize AI? Yeah, 100%. Um, but we're nowhere near it just yet um but in reality it would be much more to do with putting the right people in front of the right people it's putting it's it's an efficiency but ultimately hiring in hospitality entertainment catering is people-based it will always be people-based if i can put the right person in front of you quicker you still have to act upon that and it's always going to be a people-based industry Data decision recruitment is also not gonna take over, right? You get a profile out on this person that applies and you use that with some data points to decide is this worth the conversation you believe that's not the right thing to do. You still need that human touch, especially in hospitality, because what you are in principle hiring is their people skills. Correct. Uh, but also remember this can work both ways. You know. It's a candidate-driven environment. Candidates get to choose. Um, and we see this, you know, as I say, we, ha we have a seven-day no-ghosting part to the platform. I can tell you if they're a good candidate, like a sh really strong candidate, they're gone in three days. I, uh, you know, uh, they were, we can see they'll have three or four trial shifts booked in on the platform. Um, so AI, can work both ways it's not just a selection tool for employers 
Um, my view of Giggle is it's a future marketplace of staff. What about like, you know, because you use like video technology uh, and so on, is that going to replace some of that face-to-face interviewing process? Because it did over the pandemic and, you know, for, for more, you know, other jobs I've gone from, it's not been frontline jobs, I've been often been interviewed in the, in the first couple of interviews remotely. And I was even pre-pandemic, you know, and then you get in, when you get to the assessment center, you're pulled into the... The, the environment yeah you know typically uh, hospitality and let's just say front of house slash action roles um so not managerial roles actually acting in the restaurant or the premises um, they typically go through a two to three stage interview process cv application telephone interview first run interview face to face and then on to trial shift um that's typically how it is as i've touched upon 85 percent plus of our employers bring candidates straight in for trial shift because the telephone interview is basically to ensure that they have got good communication skills and are engaged uh the face-to-face is to ensure they're motivated to turn up for work and they're going to fit with the team giggle has already done all of that for you our technology has already ticked all of those boxes um the other cool thing is what typically happens at the kind of the trial shift stage is that candidates get to see what the working environment is like well on giggle they've already seen it they've already seen two or three videos of what the environment's like what the head chef's like what the floor's like etc so We've also seen a significantly lower amount of churn through certain our employees we've been doing trials with. We we work with a couple of quite large companies that I guess have a have a certain culture to them. They're high energy, they're very vibrant, and it's very full paced. And that's not necessarily for everyone, but we show that in their video. So everyone who applies walks in knowing exactly what it's like. Those that apply having read the generic job description don't have a clue. They do their trial shift and they maybe last a week. On Giggle, the candidates that have come in have seen it. They know what the vibe's like and they've applied because they know what the vibe's like. What about um, if you take like, uh, you know, look a bit forward and say like, what are like some of the um, the key trends you see that's coming in recruitment that's going to change? You're definitely part of a setting a revolution but what really is there is the huge changes coming because it felt like an area that hadn't changed a lot before we hit this really systemic issues around staffing now and there's a lots of initiatives going on now but what is like the, the three top trends leaders have to be aware of out there i would say the trends are already here and they're smack bang in front of us um the number one trend is basically the demographic change it, it, it is uh, people have left the industry and are not coming back it's time to build the future that would be the number one that the for me the number two is then engagement um it's a different audience group that consume in a different way in a different environment you need to act differently to create that environment and to target that environment um and then i think probably joint third is the 
candidate experience, which is basically speed and engagement. They don't mind a no, but they don't want to wait and be ghosted. So an, a no is much better for your brand than nothing. Um, people are much more respectful and appreciative of an answer. A joint third with that is openness. People want to know what they're going to get paid, you know, what tips they may get. Like this is such the gray area if we don't really talk about this, etc. But it's part of everything. What tips, what benefits, etc. Openness is is expected by the by the new consumer environment. Um, so for me, they they would be the the kind of major points. And it's super interesting about this. Uh, what you describe here is what some progressive organization actually how they've approached it years before this even became an issue and especially this openness about actually you know about these things that really matters for the candidates you know and, and be very upfront frank this is how it is to work with us this is what you can expect and actually making sure that that promise a bit like your marketing promise to the consumer is then delivered as people arrive and i, I know this is hard but there is the intent to do it. I'm not saying it's always perfect and everybody's getting it right, but we had a couple of times we had uh, you know Nisha Katona twice on the the podcast that talks a lot about that experience the promise if it's the con a consumer or an employee has to be delivered by the organization and Ari from Singermans in the US talks about the same and these are very progressive people first organizations. Um and it's not it's not so much about the process it's about delivering that promise and then you build and find the solutions for that i think the final part and this is i think really the challenge for that hr and, and the staffing teams and that's people want flexibility and you know people don't want to be working 80 hour weeks that's that's not what people want and not what people are prepared to do anymore and if you have an environment where they repeatedly have that and don't get rewarded significantly and recognized for it and made good, not just financially, but as an overall life piece, they'll go elsewhere. So I, I think people have to, employers have to be very flexible to fit in the resources that they need. And that's that's a major major challenge i would say for for hr um fitting the demands of the business with the demands of the supply side of staff you also been a business owner in this crazy time we're going through and it's always interesting for me to say what have been your most significant learning as a business owner what is like really you, you know, that's like a significant shift that's happened inside you or the way you think business or? I'll answer the kind of, try and answer this in two ways. For, for me, um, being a business owner is phenomenal. It's so exciting. It's exhausting, but it's so exciting. Every day there's an opportunity, which could well be a challenge. Every day there's something on fire, which could well be an opportunity. Um, but every day is exciting and no two days are the same. And, and I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but, and it is truly exhausting, but it's bloody good fun, like super good fun. Um, the, the other part to me is for my experience and 
whether this is in the startup world or in the hospitality world, you know, I love spending time with other founders. Um, as I already touched upon earlier, I, I was with speaking to the founder of the fastest independent but growing burger chain in the UK. And like, he's super forward thinking, super fast, very good at making decisions and he gets it done. And, you know, whilst there's lots of uncertainty right now and the, you know, the cost of living crisis and, and some companies struggling for people with the right mentality, this is all opportunity. You know, for, for me as a entrepreneur, volatility is opportunity. If nothing changes, then fundamentally nothing changes. Large companies will own the high street and the small companies and the startups will never get a chance because they'll just be priced out. So for me, it's a super exciting time to be an entrepreneur and also a super exciting time to be an entrepreneur in the industry that Giggle specifically targets. The, the industry is fun. It's super fun, like it's people driven, it's super fun. It's all about living life and being engaged. Um, you know, we've also seen trends in kind of the exper experiential based environments, um, you know, whether it's Battle Bar or all of these kind of new pop-up environments, like it's really, really cool time to be involved. So I'm super excited. E even, you know, you can look at some of the traditional, very high-end, like Michelin-star restaurants. There was an article the other day um, uh, for Social Eating House, a Social Eating House, and Jason Atherton fundamentally changing his menu to reduce the price. And so, at certain days of the week, it's you know really affordable for everyone. So, like, if Michelin-star restaurants are taking that approach then that's cool and mega exciting to be in this environment and in this industry. Now that's a really interesting perspective because I, I, I will, I, I totally agree with you because I'm both involved in, you know, the, the, the hospitality side of like delivering the front line, but also on the delivery side with a, with a product in the Pulse kitchen and also in the whole supply chain, there is, you know, there's bad disruption, but there's also some really good, chances for actually we can get actually better solutions better food into the industry and again i see it exactly the same way it's tiring it's full of its curveballs right now but in a way if you can find a way through the obstacle i believe you become a better version of yourself and it's all about balance of course like it's not about the uh, the crazy workhorse that kills itself it's actually about actually knowing the 20 percent to give 80 percent and spending time on as a leader, really reflecting on that because there's lots of opportunity, but also you need to know and assess what 20% are I'm going to touch right now and learn from. And then when you've done that, take the next 20%. You can't do 100%. You can take 20% that gives 80%. And that's really the challenge that's up right now because it's moving so fast. You know, I, I wish I had all of the answers. Ultimately, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm learning every day. And I'm, for me, I think, do I make mistakes? completely um do i learn from them completely um and i think that the being a founder and also being a founder at this very point in time in the industries that i'm working in that's super cool it's the biggest learning experience i've ever had and will ever have how do you as a, a leader business owner make hard decisions i'm gonna say just make them 
I think that if I'm true to the beliefs of what I want to do and where I want the concept of giggle to go to, a hard decision today is not even remembered in a week's time. This is, I think, one of the things I found out not that long ago. I, I think I procrastinated over a couple of our own staffing decisions. And I procrastinated because I wasn't sure. But ultimately, once you've made a decision, a week later, you don't even remember making the decision. And I, I genuinely think that the more and more that I come to see it as a founder, it's like ripping a plaster off. Once you've made the hard decision, it's done with, and then you can get on with the outcome of it. Not making the hard decision, you just sit in this kind of in-between land, not knowing, not making a decision. And it's better to make a decision and have an outcome than not make a decision and stay where you are. So I think if it's a hard decision, just make the decision and work with it. Your gut will always tell you which way to go and then your experience and your heart will help with the outcome. Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting and I totally agree. How do you, you talked about it's extremely, you know, it, it's tough environment right now, but how do you then ensure that you show up as the best version of yourself every day so you can make the positive impact you want to do on this on your team, your customers, whatever it is? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I, I think... I think there's two parts to it for me. There's the kind of self-help, self-balance piece. And ultimately, I find this through sports, activity, etc. Like I'm fill my body with endorphins, any opportunity to go for a run, to like go for a cycle, to play rugby, etc. That for me kind of gets my balance. Um, the other part to it is I have a really cool co-founder, Christian. And I think Christian can see it in the days when I'm exhausted and he just takes on the people side of the business. He takes on the life and soul of the party so that I can have my head in investor pictures, in finance stuff, in reaching out to new employers, etc. So for me, having, I think being aware of yourself and how you balance yourself is cool and really important but also having the support around you. And Christian, my co-founder, literally does that. It's like he'll reg he'll know that I'm, if I'm exhausted and he'll ring me at the end of the day just to check in. And the next day he'll have, I don't know, organized like simple things like tea and cake in the office or whatever it is. So everyone's engaged and having a laugh. So he takes that on when he knows that I'm exhausted. And it's really interesting. You always need some people that looks after you. I'm a very big believer in. And then, you know, temperance, as you talk about balance, it's like a very stoic framework of world. It's important to work hard, but you also need to know when it's not business, as you says, to come out and do whatever activity it is that you need to do. Um, I, I think as a founder, you know, no matter what, it's your head is always going to be thinking. Like I cannot walk down the high street and not look in people in restaurants windows to see if they're busy, because if they're busy and there's people queuing, then they need staff. Or if there's a flyer in the window, then they need staff. And I, I, we have a WhatsApp group in the business and we take photos of this and send it to the business and, and the employee engagement team 
will then reach out and be like, hey, your queue is out the door. You're doing great, but you clearly need staff. So even on a Saturday or a Sunday or whatever it may be, I never, I never stop it. I think it's the game. Oh, well, that's the game of um, running your, your own thing as well, because that's also the best ideas is often and the best solution on complex problems are actually not conceived in front of the laptop or at the desk. They are conceived when you're doing something totally different. That And then that's when you run back to the, the desk because now, now I know, I know what to do. <laughs> uh, or you go, you need, I need to go on the phone now. I, I need to call this person. Um, what is your, t- what the two more question, uh, Dan, before we finish, what, what is your top advice to leaders out there that is building a business as a force for good? Everything is harder than you would ever think it's going to be tech is always slower than you ever want it to be but if you truly believe in what you're doing you know keep the belief and and just keep going as hard as you can i love that one i love that one what what is the one question you wish i've asked you dan uh which i didn't and what would the question be and uh, what would you answer i'm probably one of these two uh Obviously, this is a, a hospitality-focused podcast. So, you know, the, the number one question is always, you know, what, who would your ideal dinner guests be? Um, and and then that would be the hospitality question. And I think from a business side, what keeps you up at night? Mm. And what is your answers to those questions? Ideal dinner guests. Um, for me, um so unfortunately this this last week uh, my grandmother passed away so i was at a funeral yesterday um she she got to 103 so pretty amazing um but you know i never met my grand my two grandfathers so i think to meet my two grandfathers and find out kind of where i came from and my history would be super cool um and I who else would I, I want? I think those for starters. Um, oh, I, I definitely want someone like Jason Atherton to do the cooking, uh, and then he can come and have a, a hang out with us afterwards, or, or or a famous chef like that. That would be super cool. <laughs> um, and, and in terms of the the question of what keeps me up at night, um, you know, I would say ultimately we're a tech startup, um, and tech is you know, super cool, but super capital intensive. Um, you know, the current in finite funding and in business environment is very challenging. So right now, what keeps me up at night is pretty much the number of conversations I have with VCs and big corporates that are possibly going to invest in us. And so we're going through our next investment round right now. So I get a lot of questions from a lot of VCs and a lot of lawyers linked to lots of VCs. So that's definitely the thing that keeps me up at night. Well, that was really, really, really interesting uh, question. Really two different aspects of the spectrum. And I think, uh, you know, funding is going to be tough. Yeah. And it's really interesting who you would have at the dinner table. I love that. Where can uh, people connect with you, find out more about Giggle if they want to check it out? Number one, LinkedIn, um, which is we're on LinkedIn, Giggle, G-I-G-L. You can find me on LinkedIn as well. So it's Dan Hudson. Um, you can also email me directly. It's dan at getgiggle.com. 
um, more than happy to have a conversation with anyone. You know, if you're a restaurateur listening to this, happy to stick you into a free trial, you know, walk you through the platform, etc. Um, I'm sure <laughs> I often joke that, you know, we speak to employers and they say they're not hiring and we say, well, here's our card because you know you will be next week. And they always laugh because it's the truth. So if you're not hiring today, you'll be hiring soon enough and, and happy to, to get you in and, and give you a free trial and show you our platform. Great, great. Thank you so much, Dan, for, for taking the time out to come and share your learnings around recruitment and how to take it into the 21st century. And also all your great business advice on how you build your own business and actually the struggles and sharing them. So sending you and the team power and energy for the, uh, the journey ahead. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate that you're listening in. So if you enjoyed today's conversation, please share with others, rate or give a review or subscribe to one of our channels, which all can be done via the website hospitalitymavericks.com. I believe that reading the right books is key to become a better leader. So I've helped you with a curated list of some of the best books to improve yourself, others and the organization. Find them on hospitalitymavericks.com. A big thank you to BizSimply for supporting us, bringing great insights, strategies and tools to help leaders to become better every day. Check them out at bizsimply.com or on their socials at bitsimply or bitsimply hq you can also email them directly at podcast at bitsimply.com thank you to fina charlson who is the show producer from the podcast collective if you have any ideas and feedback for the show or other thoughts reach out to me via linkedin or via my email michael at hospitalitymavericks.com i'm michael tinkser and you've been listening to the hospitality maverick podcast show be maverick.